Welcome to the Bethesda Christian Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit yourbcc.org or download our mobile app from the App Store. Good morning. Good morning. As our children are moving off to Children's Church, uh, I'll just take a moment to remind you that we've been talking about our missions this month since the beginning of September when Brother Barry opened with a, a message about salt and light. And last week we heard from one of our local ministries that we support and we had Brother Dan Hitz here and uh, he brought a great word to us and also spoke some about the, the ministry he's involved with. And this Sunday we also have a guest uh, from one of the local ministries that we support. And we've been supporting for a while. She is the executive director at uh, Compassion Pregnancy Center. And uh, she has been the executive director there for, uh, well, five years since uh, 2016. Her experience in this passion, this role of uh, really being concerned for the unborn. It predates her time as uh, being the executive director. And she is uh, also experienced in full-time ministry. She uh, had been on staff at a church for, I think, over a decade. And uh, she served as associate pastor at Crossroads Community Church in East China Township. So this morning, she'll be speaking uh, about compassion pregnancy, but also really be talking to you from the word of God. And so please, please give a good, uh, warm welcome to the executive director at Compassion Pregnancy Center, Sue Nellis. Thank you. Well, good morning, everyone. I am most definitely honored to be here with you this morning and so appreciate all that Bethesda does to come alongside those of us that come alongside those experiencing unexpected pregnancy. So it's a real honor to be here with you. And thank you, Pastor Pat, for the introduction. If you are a college person, a teen, or even a little more experienced in life, and you wonder where God is taking you, how will you serve him? Can you serve him in the place where you are? I really just want to affirm that. And I also want to share with you what he's done in my life. My original career is in the accounting field. Not exactly pregnancy center director. Pretty far apart, actually, dealing with figures and numbers and not necessarily people. But God took me from that to being on staff at the, pregnancy, at the church, then into pastoral position, and then moved me into pregnancy center ministry. And what he has done as executive director of the pregnancy center is he has pulled in all of those careers and life experiences for this position. I use my accounting skills. I use my business manager skills. I most definitely use my pastoral skills. And here we are for his glory. So if you're wondering, 
Can he use this current role, this current job that I'm in? Yes. Simply ask him how and say yes. Yes, Lord. So let's move on to Compassion Pregnancy Center's mission mission and vision. We are Macomb County's only medical pregnancy resource center. We are located on Gratiot, just north of 16 Mile Road. And our mission and vision is that we are a Christ-centered outreach that empowers those who face an unplanned pregnancy to choose life. And our vision, our vision is one of those things that you hear of in business planning, a big, hairy, audacious goal. Our vision is a community that recognizes that human life is sacred. And I don't think that I would need to go very far to find someone that would agree with me that we are pretty far away from that end vision right now. We do not at all recognize as a general community that human life is sacred. But we know that God has put that mission and that vision upon our hearts. And so we know that he intends to help that goal to be met because it's his goal, not ours. We're on his team. So as I said, we are Macomb County's only medical pregnancy resource center offering hope, help, and practical assistance to those facing an unplanned pregnancy. It is really important that you know that we are not only pro-life, we're also pro-grace. Every single person that comes into Compassion Pregnancy Center receives from our team the grace and the love of Jesus. That is a critical portion because we will not help a woman to choose life by being forbidding or legalistic. We must have truth and grace. So some of the things that Compassion Pregnancy Center provides are free lab-grade pregnancy tests. In fact, because of the support that places like Bethesda Christian Church and other churches, other businesses, and individuals, many of you here are individual donors, because of your support, we provide every service to our clients at no cost. We do not ever want the cost of being able to afford a pregnancy test or an ultrasound to stand in the way of someone making a life decision. So we offer lab-grade pregnancy tests, free, limited 3D ultrasounds, limited because if you're having problems with your gallbladder and you need to know if you've got some stones in there, I'm sorry, we can't do an ultrasound to help with that. So our services are limited to determining, is that pregnancy a viable intrauterine pregnancy? We also offer physical, spiritual, and emotional support. So many women and men that come to us do not have a support system that is healthy, that will point the way to Jesus. It'll point the way to the world all day long. But we know that we need Jesus as our foundation. And so we want to be a part of providing that. We also offer information on pregnancy and abortion alternatives. There are times when I'll come to speak with a group like this that I'll get a question later saying, but if we want these women to choose life because we know that that life is created by God in his image, why are you talking with them about abortion? Why are you sharing information about abortion? Because isn't that counterproductive? 
But actually, no, it's not, because we know that the horror of abortion, the trauma to the unborn baby, the trauma to the woman, are things that she needs facts about. And if she's looking to Google for facts, she's unlikely to get the whole picture that a woman won't be able to have an abortion and just walk away unscathed. And that unborn babies certainly won't walk away unscathed from that abortion. So it's important that we talk with them so that they get factual information to make an informed decision. See, because we trust that God and the Holy Spirit working in tandem with our medical team can help to reach that woman and help her to know that that life that she carries is sacred and is made by God and in his image. We also offer confidential mentoring, and in fact, we have some people from your congregation who are one of our volunteers as mentors, and we love our mentors. We have a small paid staff, just about seven of us, but we've got about 60 volunteers. And if the Lord leads you to come and spend some time ministering at Compassion, please see me. Check with Pastor Barry. He knows how to get a hold of me. So does Pastor Pat. We would love to have you. So please, follow the Lord's prompting in that. So confidential mentoring. We also offer prenatal, infant, and child care classes. That support system that used to be in place generations ago of a young mom having a mom and a grandma and aunts and a family to go to at 2 a.m. when baby's crying and won't stop and what do I do? So many of our young ladies don't have that support system And so we need to be that for them. We need to be the hands and feet of Jesus in their lives. And so we're honored to offer that. So if a woman comes to us for those medical services to find out if she's pregnant, she comes into our education program after that. We will see her about once a month, at least until baby is 24 months old and longer if she's really benefiting from the program. So we have clients that we see for a single pregnancy for almost three years if they come to us when they first wonder if they're pregnant. We also have maternity and baby clothing, furniture and other baby equipment in our beautiful baby boutique. If you should come to Compassion and if you would be interested in a tour, I would be honored to have myself or one of my team take you through. But our baby boutique looks like Babies Are Us or All About Babies, some of those beautiful stores. Because we have, because of the generosity of the community, donating new or gently used baby items, items that our moms and our dads can purchase with baby bucks, kind of like Monopoly money, in our baby boutique. Every time a woman comes for one of those appointments, she earns credit to spend in our baby boutique. And we will have clients say to us, oh my goodness, thank you for giving me this crib this bassinet, these diapers, this sleeper. And our response to them is, we didn't give you anything. You earned it. You earned those baby items. We didn't give them to you. Your hard work, your gaining knowledge in our education program, you earned them. See, that's an important part of helping to restore dignity to these young ladies and young men that so often are stripped of dignity. They need to know that they are the object of God's divine affection. And if we can be a part of doing that, we're really pleased to do that. 
One of our most important programs is our post-abortion recovery program. This is a critical thing, and I really, really want you to hear this this morning. There are so many that have experienced abortion that are carrying a burden that Jesus desires to lift, to restore them to wholeness and healing. We have had women go through post-abortion recovery 30 years after their abortion and only then find peace. And so if you are here and you have experienced abortion, you're a man and you have helped a young lady to get an abortion, you're a girlfriend and you've taken someone to an abortion clinic and you are suffering and wounded and need healing, it is never too late. And in fact, this may be your divine appointment. Do not lose this opportunity to find God, to seek the peace of Jesus, because we can help you to hear that. In one of our worship songs this morning, we sang the phrases, oh Lord, you're beautiful. Your grace abounds to me. We know that as the body of Christ, that his grace abounds to us. It's not a case of Jesus will extend this tiny bit of grace. No, it abounds to us. And we need to help women who've experienced abortion to find that peace. And you also need to know that when Jesus tells us in Romans 8.1, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. Make no mistake, abortion, the intentional killing of an innocent life, is sin. But also, make no mistake, there is no asterisk in Scripture that says that Jesus' penalty is effective and efficient for everything except abortion. It's not there. So his hope, his healing, his redemption, and his restoration is available to you. Reach out and get the hope and healing that you need and pass that word on, please. It's one of our most important things that we do. So let's look quickly at some statistics. What does God do at Compassion Pregnancy Center? Well, 2019 is our last year of some really solid statistics. COVID has got things all across the board just like he does the rest of the world. But in 2019, we served 769 individual clients, and we served them in 2,621 client visits. We performed 311 ultrasounds and 521 pregnancy tests. And that adorable little baby that you're just looking at is one of our babies that was saved from abortion. Isn't that just amazing? So, right? Absolutely. I agree. So why do we need a pregnancy center? Surely, abortion is a problem someplace like Detroit. That's not out here in suburbia, is it? That's not, that, how could that be an issue here? Well, the Macomb County Health Department, the state health department, compiles statistics And in 2020 alone, Macomb County residents experienced abortion 2,923 times. And I know for me, it's helpful to have something 
to put my mind around a big number. What does that mean? Give me something to get a hold of. Well, Dakota High School is Michigan's largest high school. And the student body at Dakota High School is 2,996 students. So just shy of Dakota High School, that many deaths occur in Macomb County every year because of abortion. So imagine with me, if you will, there is a tragedy that happens at Dakota High School. And every single person within that building is killed. Every single one. We properly would be outraged and would grieve and would have memorials from now until forever. We just had the memorials to 9-11 that happened 20 years ago. And we should. We need to remember those sacrifices. But what's happening with abortion is the equivalent of every year Dakota High School being rebuilt after that tragedy and repopulated, and then another tragedy and everyone dying. And the next year, the school's rebuilt and repopulated, and another tragedy and everyone dying every year. That is what happens in Macomb County because of abortion. So this is not just an urban issue. And when we compare that to the live births in Macomb County, there were only 9,118 of that. So 24% of all pregnancies in Macomb County end in abortion. This is not just an urban or third world nation issue. So let's look at the entire state of Michigan. In the state of Michigan in 2020, there were 29,669 abortions. And that is the capacity of Little Caesars Arena plus 25%. And go through that mental exercise as I did with the high school of there being a tragedy, the entire stadium wiped off the face of the earth, rebuild, repopulate. That's what happens. And our largest current threat, and I'm not going to take a lot of time to talk about this, but our largest current threat is the abortion pill. The abortion pill is one of 20,000 prescription medications in the U.S. approved by the FDA. And of them, 61 of the 20,000 prescription medications have a REMS, uh, a black box warning, a risk evaluation mitigation strategy. So that is a recognition by the FDA that approved the medication that this medication has a tendency, a risk, a potential for adverse side effects to the person taking the medication that are large enough that there needs to be extra oversight, extra training, extra reporting. So consider all of the potential medications that there are, 20,000 prescription medications in the U.S., and 61 of them carry a REMS, a black box warning, and the abortion pill is one of them. So keep that in mind. Also keep in mind that our current head of the FDA has come out with a statement that the risk of a pregnant woman going to an abortion clinic, having a physical exam to determine, is she actually pregnant? If she is, is this an ectopic pregnancy or is the pregnancy within the right place in her body? And is she as far along as her dating calculates? Because ladies, we are very often wrong on a date of ovulation and conception. 
sometimes by weeks or more. But the current head of the FDA has determined that the risk to the woman to go and get that information, because the abortion pill can only be used up to 10 weeks of pregnancy, the risk of exposure to COVID is greater than the risk of her being further along or the abortion not actually taking its full effect and her retaining products in her body. And so has said, oh, all of those regulations, the REMS, the risk evaluation mitigation strategy that requires you to be seen in person for a physical exam, we're not going to enforce that. And so at current date, because of COVID, the FDA is allowing a telemedicine appointment to be made with the woman and her to receive the abortion pill without having ever seen a doctor in person. That's a tragedy waiting to happen. That is our largest current threat. So let's look on at something much more positive because those are some really, really difficult things. When a woman comes to Compassion, we will run her through a matrix that determines, is she likely to carry? Is she abortion vulnerable? Meaning, is there something in her life that puts her at great risk for choosing abortion? Or she's not ruled it out. It's still on the table as an option for her. Or is she abortion-minded? Meaning she's already decided that she's going to have an abortion. And she's just coming to us for the free ultrasound to find out how far along she is so that she knows how much the abortion will cost. No, that's exactly the woman I want to see. And I don't think that we're being used for our free services. I know that when we help her to see that baby within her body, God can do miraculous things. So, likely to carry abortion vulnerable, abortion minded. So if we look at our clients that we saw in 2019, only those that were abortion vulnerable or those were abortion minded, there were 398 of that type of clients. And 344 of them chose life after meeting with our team. Absolutely, to God is the glory. That is only because of the partnership with churches like Bethesda and God leading our amazing team. This little guy that is on the screen, would you please keep him in prayer? His name is Prince. And I'm usually very, very careful. In fact, I'm always careful about what details about clients that I share. But this particular client has given us uh, permission to share some of her story. Prince was an unexpected pregnancy. And his mom tried to abort him three times. And three times, God intervened, including, and I'm going to be very um, brief on details here just for your comfort's sake, but one of the times that Prince's mom tried to abort him, she was at the abortion clinic on the table. And the abortionist said to her, I don't understand what's happening here because my instruments won't work on your body and I've never had this happen before. We know how that happened, don't we? We know exactly how that happened. That is God. And I really want to know and I just look forward to seeing what is God going to do through this young man's life that three times Satan tried to take him out and three times God said, "Mm -mm, 
nope, he's mine. No, no, he's mine. So keep little prince in prayer because I really want to know what is God going to do. So surely abortion, okay, we've seen it's not just an urban issue or it's a rural issue or a suburb issue, but surely it's not in the church, is it? Surely abortion happens in people that don't know the Lord. Well, here's some statistics. 37% of women who have experienced abortion attended church at least once a month in the month that they had the abortion. And 70% of women who've experienced abortion would identify themselves as Christian as opposed to other religions or even no religion. And 50% of women who have had an abortion and attend church have never told anyone at church. Those are some sobering stats, aren't they? So we know that, of course, this isn't something that women are likely to go and just blast to everyone. It's a very private issue. But church, goodness, if we aren't going to be the place that these women and these men can find hope and healing, where are they going to get it? We're the ones that can point the way to Jesus. We're the ones that can say, for those who are in Christ Jesus, there is no condemnation. And so come to the foot of the cross. Let me help you. So I would challenge you, church, be a place of grace and be a place that is safe for someone to come and say, I need your help. I know that's your heart. I know that's the heart of this church. But I think it's just a really good reminder. We have people walking in our midst who need hope and healing and that we don't even know of the wounding. So we can be a part of that piece. We can also help them to find a pregnancy center like Compassion. So we've seen lots of issues. What do we do about this problem of abortion? Well, I would challenge you that it is not about politics or laws or material help or making adoption easier. I 100% hold that Roe versus Wade and Doe versus Bolton, the two Supreme Court decisions that mandated abortion across our nation, are bad law. They are a misapplication of a constitutional right. A right to privacy does not allow a woman to go and kill a toddler who's already born just because she does it in the privacy of her home. So what's the difference between an unborn baby that is the same soul, the same living human being that simply needs some time to develop? So that's important, but it's not the answer to end abortion once and for all. It's not about providing material goods support because there are women who feel stuck in an unexpected pregnancy and we can give them all of the diapers and layettes and strollers and cribs they want and they still feel stuck. So material goods are not the answer. Although I would challenge that as the body of Christ, when we help these women experiencing unexpected pregnancy know that I don't care that your boyfriend says if you don't have an abortion, he's going to leave you. 
and then you'll be homeless, the church can come alongside. Together, we can work and provide some housing and provide some education and training to get you a better career so that you can afford to support yourself and your baby. Or, church, we can help her to know that there are masses of people who are ready to parent and who would be willing for you to make an adoption plan and for them to adopt your baby. Those are all really good, important things. But those will not end the scourge of abortion. It is about prayer and sanctity or holiness. We have got to bring God into every realm of unexpected pregnancy in order for there to actually be a resolution to this. We know that God creates life and that at the moment of conception, life exists. We know that so many women at risk of choosing abortion don't have that knowledge or understanding. So church, it's our job to pray diligently that they will find resources like compassion, find a place like Bethesda to come and say, I think I'm pregnant, what do I do? I have no idea, can the church help me? Because I've been told, I've heard that church is a place of sanctuary. We need to be a sanctuary for these women. There are so many places in scripture that God tells us his thoughts towards us, towards his creation. And John 17 tells us that the world will know that we belong to Jesus by our love. And I am convinced he's not just talking about our love for one another. That is part of it. But we need to love the world. John 3.16, that God so loved the world. Would the world include an abortionist? I say yes. And as much as my heart grieves for what they are doing and the havoc they are wreaking, they are in my prayers daily because they need to be convicted of what they're doing But in addition to conviction, they need to know that they too can find Jesus and hope and healing and walk away from that. So we need to be holy and sanctified and full of prayer. Abortion is not a legal issue. It is a moral issue. In Genesis 1.27, it reads, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. How many times does God tell us in scripture, more than I could count in preparing this message, that he alone is the author of life, that he created, that he created and said it was good. Exodus 20, 13 tells us, do not murder Abortion is murder. It's taking an innocent life. And so we need to help people to see that truth, but also to see the redemption if they've experienced that. It's our job, church, to help them with grace and truth to know. It's also our responsibility 
to help defend the unborn. That is our job. Psalm 82 verse 3 says, defend the weak and the fatherless. Uphold the cause of the poor and the oppressed. And so only by the church rising up with every church, a house of prayer and sanctuary and resource for those experiencing unexpected pregnancy will we fulfill what I'm convinced is God's call to us on this pivotal issue. We know God's thoughts towards us, all of humanity. We know his inestimable provision and protection. We prayed for this man that's having surgery tomorrow, knowing that God has his hand upon him. Ought we not also be praying that same protection over the unborn that will be taken into an abortion clinic tomorrow and not come out? We should. We know that God met us where we were with his strength and his love before we knew him. And we need to extend that to those that don't know him. When we extend these truths, this grace, and we actively search out women who are at risk for choosing abortion, we'll make a dent in the scourge of abortion. But when we bathe it all in prayer and we go on the offensive about the spiritual warfare on these issues and in defense of the unborn, then we will really see a change. And church, we need to rise up. We need to say, Lord, yes and amen. I'm yours. What's next? Where do I go next, Lord? Because you're not just my Savior. You're my Lord. Thank you.